The text that we are about to hear from Luke's gospel comes from a question that the Pharisees asked, when is the kingdom of God coming? That question may have been on the minds and the hearts of the members of Luke's congregation. They were feeling the heat for what they believed. And when persecution becomes a daily, 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 daily occurrence, it gets a little old. There is a desire for justice. When is the kingdom of God coming? And that happens to be our prayer too. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When will God's justice come? To that question, Jesus says this from Luke's gospel, the 18th chapter, verses 1 through 8. Hear the word of God. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said... Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The best place to live in the United States... Keenan Stadium, I suppose, for some, not for others. According to U.S. News, the best place to live is Huntsville, Alabama. It scored 8.5 on value. Given that information, I still don't have Huntsville, Alabama on my bucket list of places to go. The best place in the United States, according to Money Magazine, is Atlanta, Georgia, which is a clear indication to me not to subscribe to Money Magazine. HGTV names Switzerland the best country to live in the world, but Forbes and House and Garden name Vienna, Austria, as the best place to live in the world. I suppose there are people who use these lists as discernment tools when the questions arise. Do I live in Huntsville or Vienna? I think I'd have to go with Vienna on that one. But, you know, I think it's all very subjective. Who would ever know the best place to live on God's green earth? Maybe God. So what is God looking for on earth? It's not the quality of the schools. It's not the distance of the average commute. It's not the hospitals or the transit system. What is God looking for? God is looking for faith. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I suppose in God's eye, the the faithful place scores a 10 out of 10 on livability. It stays light there longer than anywhere else. Scores 10 out of 10 on stress-free living. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. It's a lovely neighborhood. 
Scores 10 out of 10 on being friendly and neighborly. Everyone is looking out for everyone. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It's what God is looking for. But there's obviously some question as to whether the Son of Man will find faith. It's a question. Will he find faith? As if the answer to that question is up to us. When the Son of Man comes, will we have faith? You know, faith is... Well, faith is difficult, even when life is going swimmingly. When you already live in one of the best places on earth, compared to most of the country and most of the world, we know we live in one of the best places. It's good here. We can live our days upon days without need for an almighty. And when you live like that, you can be like that farmer in the parable who suddenly had an abundance and didn't know what to do with his crops. And he said to himself, what do I do? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build larger ones. That's what I'll do. And then I'll kick back and relax, eat, drink, and be merry. And God says, fool, this day your very life is required of you. You see, when it's going swimmingly, it's hard to need an almighty. You don't need faith. You just need... He just needs you. Will he find faith on earth when things are rough? Sometimes faith disappears. Faith can be short-lived. We can have faith one moment and lose it altogether. Someone can make a statement against the gods we love and protect and we'll just lose it. We can hear some bit of news and get so afraid, 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 and we lose our faith. We just get so tired of the cross. We just leave the cross. We lose it. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus tells a parable to try to get us to pray and not lose hope, not lose our faith. His parable features a widow who screams for justice. I suppose if one were to measure the worst place to live on earth, it would be the place where there is no justice. Imagine living under the chaos of the skies of Ukraine. It makes no sense. The innocent dying. No justice. Worst place on earth has to be Haiti. No justice. Imagine if the lottery fell on you and you were born in Haiti. Years and years of entangled injustice. Where would you begin to set it all right? Worst place on earth. It had to be that courtroom in Florida this week where the parents heard the verdict. Life in prison. They wanted death. They wanted justice. Their sons and daughters, their husbands, their wives, killed by an insane kid. A kid whose biological mother gave him up soon after he was born. That biological mother had an extensive criminal record and had a drug history. That kid came home one day to find his adopted father dead. 
The kid learned he was adopted when he was 15. The kid's adopted mother died of pneumonia. The kid was diagnosed with autism and obsessive compulsion disorder. How much justice do you need in your life? Sounds like life isn't fair to some. And he told another student he had a gun at home. Two guidance counselors and a sheriff's deputy concluded that the kid should be forcibly, forcibly committed to a psychiatric evaluation. He never was. He murdered 17 innocent people. No justice. The kid's reasoning? Because I thought no one would ever love me. I didn't like Valentine's Day, so I wanted to ruin it for everyone. Worst place on earth. Where is it? In the mind of that kid? At that school? In the heart of a grieving parent? In the courtroom where the verdict was read? Worst place on earth. It's hard to choose, isn't it? All very subjective. I mean, you can live in Vienna, Austria, the best place on earth, but if you've been wronged, if there is no justice, if you don't believe you can be loved, you could ruin that place for just about everyone. It would be the worst place on earth. Far too many places. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus tells a parable to try to get us to pray and not lose hope, not lose our faith. His parable features a widow who screams for justice. We aren't told what her injustice was, but Scripture is always telling us to take care of widows and orphans. Laws were passed. Prophets railed against it as if people just failed to keep their faith. No justice no God. That's what the prophets said. But we don't know what her injustice was. What we do know is that she wasn't happy about it. She goes to the only authority in town who happens to be an unjust judge. That's got to be the worst place to live, right? Where justice is unjust. The murderer goes free, the thief is acquitted, the truth is discarded as lies. Worst place has to be the courtroom of an unjust judge. He doesn't care about the facts, he cares only about himself. She must know this, this widow, because she makes this judge's life a living hell. Just shouting and screaming and shouting and screaming. So finally, he just gives up and gives her what she wants, so she'll shut up. Now, that may have made the widow feel better, but that's not justice. I think of the sit-ins at the Walgreens downtown in the 60s. I think of the garbage strike in Memphis in the 60s. I think of the Montgomery bus boycott. All those actions were taken because it was unjust. And they just wore the unjust out. And the laws were changed. 
we'll give you a seat at the table because we need the money. That's not justice. That's economics. I think the next day that widow was up against that judge again, screaming away, screaming away, because what she's looking for is justice, for that unjust judge to recognize it. There's nothing like seeking, seeing people who seek justice where there is no justice. There's nothing as powerful as seeing a prayer being uttered in a place that doesn't have a prayer. There's nothing as amazing as seeing people stand up for God when God is nowhere to be found. I think of the story that I heard in Yad Vashem at the Holocaust Museum in Israel. We're going to Israel in March. There's still room if you have the money and the time and want to see the story, our story, come. The concentration camp has to be the worst place on earth. No justice, no God. I heard a story from an old man who remembered when he was a young boy amongst boys in that concentration camp. We received a lump of bread and gruel each day. We were growing boys hungry as wolves. One lump of bread a day. One day, one of the boys in our group got sick. Very sick. And the leader of our group said, this is what we'll do. Each of us will take a pinch off our lump of bread. And someone in our group said, that's crazy. Take a pinch of the, off our lump of bread and give it to that boy. He'll just have a handful of crumbs. And the leader said, no, you got that wrong. You take a pinch of the bread off. You give the lump to the sick boy. And you eat the pinch. He said, you have to understand. We were hungry as wolves. But it's what we did. And that old man told that story as if it was the most amazing thing on earth. As if, as if God exists where there is no God. Light in the darkness. Light in the darkness. We live in some crazy times right now. Lord Jesus, come soon. I think we could all use some God truth to set us straight. Until then, let's do the just thing. Let's pray. 
Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's live as if we have a clue as to how the kingdom of God operates on earth as it is in heaven. Let's be the ones who let go, take a pinch for ourselves, but the rest for the love of the world. And so when the Son of Man comes, he'll know where to find us because it'll be the best place on earth.